Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DM on the stuff that matters. Hello. Hello, Woolsey. Happy Kick Pod Day. <laughs> That's cute. That's new. Not sure if I'm going to keep it. Probably not. I was going to say Happy Friday because we've been looking forward to Friday this whole week. Yes, 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 we have. It has been a week. That's yeah, a week. It's been it's been a big week. It's funny, Steph and I've been saying to ourselves the whole week that every day feels like Friday. Yep. Not because we're like, yes, it's the weekend. We're like, we're, we can't get through another day. <laughs> yeah. But we have. It's fine. It's so fine. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling. I'm feeling better, and I don't know if it's just because it's Friday and. To, you know the weekend's ahead and I haven't got anything planned other than Josh's birthday tonight but haven't got anything planned for the rest of the weekend so I'm I'm quite excited to just do nothing because as we just mentioned it's been quite a big week and I haven't been sleeping very well mm. so it doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't really help everyone told me that like it's all completely normal and like something that happens to a lot of people especially in the third trimester um where you start to have a bit of sleep insomnia or you know you're just waking up multiple times and this week it would get to like the fifth or sixth time of waking waking up in the middle of the night mm. and by that point it would be past 4 30 in the morning so my body was just like kind of ready to be awake mm. um and then yeah we've just obviously you know we've just had some some things on and it's been a mentally and physically exhausting week so I'm very excited for the weekend <laughs> and you're wait you're working waking up if you wake up after four mm. you can't go back to sleep well, yeah, so... Really living the dream. I know, right? <laughs> We've always wanted to be in the 5.30am club, now you're in it. I know. And the thing is, is I'm also a bit of a night owl. Like, I'm not very good at going to bed early. Yeah. And also, this week, a lot of things have been happening, so my mind is kind of still racing at night. Yeah. So the thing is, is not only am I waking up multiple times in the night, I'm going to bed late and I'm mm. waking up early. So, it's, it's, it's a, I'm just going to be sleeping this entire weekend, I feel. Good. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I um I I mean I told you about this last night, but I had a very scary encounter on the road, and it was the weirdest thing. I've never this has never happened to me before, and it just Mm. made me realize how important it is to be on the alert while you're driving at all times. Because in that split second, so what I was I was driving on the right side of the road, obviously, (laughs) and I was on a road with two lanes on both sides, and this car was like this super fast sports car. I couldn't see. It was so quick that I couldn't see who was driving. I I wish I saw the number plate. Um, They literally just started driving in my lane, but Mm. there was a car in front of me. Yeah. It was like maybe like 10 o'clock at night, so Mm -hmm. it wasn't like super late or something, and it wasn't like... It was almost like they did it on purpose. It was so weird. It wasn't like they were... Like it wasn't a like a, It was like a movie, honestly, <laughs> yeah. because it was, it was like they honestly just changed lanes. It yeah. wasn't like they were just gradually going into the lane. Like, they changed lanes into our lane and then would, in, like... Anyway, so I, of it, like, the car in front of me swerved around and then I swerved around. But it was just, obviously, if I hadn't have swerved, I would have hit mm. them. Mm. But then also, it was just so lucky there was no Incoming one in the left traffic. lane mm. next to me yeah. because otherwise I would have swerved straight into them. And yeah. I was going 60. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was just, I've never had that type of, and it just made me realize like why never go on, obviously do not go on your phone while driving. Like even if you're just looking down, looking at putting lipstick on, eating, whatever, all those things, if you're not like, it it can, you never know when these things are going to happen. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, my dad, uh, I mean, and my mom, but like when I was learning how to drive, they said the best thing to do 
when you when you're trying to stay alert is just look around when you're driving literally at every car around you whether mm. they're at the lights whether they're yeah. next to you whether they're in front or, or even behind you and you literally just have to play in your head all the scenarios that could mm. possibly happen and if you do that you're like prepared yes so like if you think constantly this car in front of me could break at any moment yeah. you're kind of prepared to break if yeah. they do that yeah um or if you see a car pulling up it's like they might have not seen me they yeah. might pull out so you're alert yeah. of that um but yeah that's that would have been a bit scary it was my heart was like in my i was like yeah oh goodness anyway but all good all good now but yeah just it was a good reminder of like well i hope everyone's i mean i didn't say anything on the news but i was i was just annoyed i didn't say the number plate because i yeah i know hope they didn't keep driving like that yeah anyway 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 so special Mm. show for the week what have you got for us (laughs) i don't know if i've spoken to you about this yet what because i've spoken to this about with um some of my girlfriends uh martha and alana i've spoken about and i'm trying to get them on on board with me um (laughs) but i don't know if i've actually mentioned to you i have a new celebrity crush is this your special share? Yeah, <laughs> is to have a crush on this no. person too? Like, <laughs> look, this converting everyone. Is it? Um, it's not a a rock star. It kind of is. Yeah, it's not one of the the ones you show me on the TV with dark hair. Yeah, young blood. Young blood. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. so his name is yeah. Young Blood. He is. Oh, I thought he was a band. So is he no. just a person? Yeah, yeah. Oh. The songs I might have shown you was when he's done stuff with like Machine Gun Kelly and yes. everything. But no. Another person that I had yes. never heard of before until you showed me. So Young Blood is just one guy. Is yeah, his name yeah. Young Blood, surname Blood, first name Young? No, or? no, no. no. Okay. It's, just his, it's just his name. But okay. it's spelled Y-U-N-G-B-L-U-D. So definitely oh, not young like ha- Blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. And okay. I have heard of it, by the yeah. way. I just, I, I just thought it was a band. Too. I have to talk about it because... I probably started listening to his music maybe six months ago. Okay. And I'm, I just became obsessed with him. Like, okay, he's very talented. Let me, I'm going to Google what he's like. It's like punk rock kind of. um, Wait, do you like his personality or what? I do, but he's, it's going to surprise you. He's incredibly alternative. Like, so out there. It's actually one word, by the way. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's, um, he's incredibly out there. He's very alternative. Um, oh, yep. Yeah, you have showed me video clips. Of him, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is about him, but I love him. And I think, okay, so his accent, I've got something for thick English accent. Yes, you do. And he's got a very thick, like, you know, um, brother, you yes. know, that kind of like thick accent. Um, but he's also, he's just like, he's really lovely and like all the stuff he stands for and everything. Cause he's literally about embracing your weirdness and like yes. trying to be, um, there for, I suppose, everyone who feels like they don't fit in and, um, mm-hmm. everything. But it made me realize because my obsession is just growing with him, the like weirder. What do you do? Like, do you watch his different. video clips? Um, I, I usually just listen to his like music every and I love his music. Bed. No, 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 no. no. Like, but every time I'm in the car, I'm listening to his music okay. and I'm obsessed. But I like seeing his Instagram posts. Anyway. So you're recommending like follow, <laughs> no, watch video clips late at night, <laughs> listen to the music in the car. But it made me think, Laws, because How I was How old like, is he? He's only, he's, he's young. He's like mid-20s, I think. Uh, hang on. <laughs> I think he's like 26. 23. Oh, 23. There you go. And he actually dated Halsey for a little bit. Oh, love Halsey. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, anyway, the reason I wanted to bring it up, not yes. just because I think his music's great, he's very talented, but it made me realise... And you think he's hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there must be something about this, like, alternative or kind of thing that I really like. Yes. Because 
I've always liked Harry Styles, but yes. when he became more alternative and like more of a rock star yep. and like was comfortable in wearing whatever he wanted, yep. he became more attractive to me. And then like I think back to even when I was younger and there was like Pirates of the Caribbean and everyone was obsessed with Orlando Bloom. Yes. I loved Johnny Depp as You love people who embrace them yeah, who they are. Like I loved Jack Sparrow. Amazing. Which well, he was a British he drunk. Kind of but like like, you love British? <laughs> British and embracing who you are yeah. and eyeliner. They all have eyeliner. <laughs> they all have eyeliner. Is that right? <laughs> but they, I don't know. I think it's just this like weird edginess that I love. And then again, when I was really like, when I had a thick crush on Josh in high school, it was yep. always like punk stage <laughs> that I like. Come back, Josh, you're punk stage. <laughs> so it's just funny, and I just felt like sharing it because, yeah, when I was like thinking about Young Bud, I was like, hang on, I've got a bit of a theme here. What's like, your favorite song? Recommend a song for us. Uh, I love Love Song um, and Cotton Candy. Love but there's song heaps, and Doctor, Doctor. Like, there's so many. I Wait, I love. love Song, Cotton Candy, the radio ones. No, or is he's that not like... really on the radio. I mean, he's probably on <gasps> okay. something like Triple okay, M. Cool. Uh, not Triple M. Oh, my God. Triple J. Okay, He's cool. definitely yeah. probably on Triple J, but no, he's not so on So this like... is more of an indie recommendation, definitely. unlike me being like, I really like Driver's License by <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. Like, has anyone heard it? <laughs> yes, it's been number one for the past six months. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so just want to share well, that thank with you the world. for that. <laughs> that was a, that's a new category. We haven't gone into them <laughs> into like, singers before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's yours? <laughs> well, well, first I would like to say, Ginny and Georgia, your recommendation from last week. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Good. Um, definitely got more. So when you said it was like 13 Reasons Why, I was like, it's nuts. Yeah. Chef, come yeah. on. I didn't like yeah. 13 Reasons Why. It gave me serious anxiety yeah, yeah, and yeah. couldn't watch it. What are you talking about? Yeah. But then as the episodes got deeper, because yeah. I was only on episode two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes more yeah, creepy, but I still really liked it. Yeah. It's like... It's a good level of showing the reality of, like, what teens or anyone in life yes. can go through emotionally and, like, shows the background of as to why they might be the way that they are. Yes. Which is what I liked about 13 Reasons Why as well. Yes, but I just was so anxious the whole time yes, that I couldn't get to that point. But this one's less, less yes. scary. And I feel like I actually also watched it by myself at home, mm-hmm. which is usually a time when I have to literally watch the tally tubbies or I have a <laughs> panic attack. Not to laugh about panic attacks, but no. seriously, I will actually. <laughs> Don't mean to laugh um, No, that. I mean me. <laughs> um, but um, I, yeah, I really... I I highly recommend. Oh, great. And nice. even though I didn't know what was going to happen, it's unpredictable. I usually hate, you know me, I yeah. will I will Google the plot before, yeah. I will yeah. Google what happens. I like to know and prepare for what's <laughs> happening. But I didn't and I really enjoyed it. Good. Anyway, my special share for the week is this book that I have had. Um, it is called on, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. I'm not going to swear. <laughs> you know it's by Mark Vanson. And you know what's really funny? So I've had this book. So I bought it in... 2019 so I've had it for a while it is also always in the bestsellers list so Mm, most people have a copy of it yeah it is not a indie recommendation like (laughs) Like you just gave us (laughs) however also it was really funny I actually posted on my stories when I was reading it and a lot of people wrote back and they were like I just can't imagine you reading that (laughs) because of the use of the f word yeah yeah and I just want to say I do swear sometimes, but I just don't swear on the podcast or on my Instagram because I don't, don't think it's appropriate <laughs> for my audience. But I'm not like it. What would you say my swear radar? radar you do swear s- a lot, but when you swear, it's like, it sounds like a dirty word coming out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but you do, but you do Or swear. I spell it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this book, back to the book. So 
I thought, you know, everyone the world has recommended this book. Maybe I should. Now me on the podcast. This is the most basic recommendation. <laughs> who knows? There might have been some people who have ignored anyway, every recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first two chapters were his mark, the way he writes. He's very blunt um, and it's a bit conf- kind of confronting because it's not rude, but it's yeah. just like a lot of swearing, mm. uh, very blunt. So the yeah. first two chapters I was like, whoa, especially if you like you think about if you have anxiety, like it's not uh, sometimes it's a very different approach to looking in a positive totally. way. Yeah. However, there were some very, very, very practical mm. tips in here. And it's almost like when someone, like, especially with anxiety, when someone writes something out mm. in a clear way mm. and you're like, Oh my God, why have I never, yeah, why have I never about thought about way. it yeah. like that? Mm. And there was a lot about how with our lives, the only, I mean, obviously as we know, we can't control others. Mm. And so like how important it is in every relationship to not like allow other, like not worry about what others are doing because you literally cannot control it. And he repeated that in a lot of different ways. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just, I really, really enjoyed it because there were so many practical things. And sometimes someone just has to really like, not, he doesn't yell, but like bluntly tell you that this is actually the way your mind is working right now. And you're like, Oh wow, it is, it is working like that. And that makes no sense. And why am I stressing myself out? So it really, I think helped me give less, of a F duck. <laughs> um, it actually really did. I really, yeah, really, really. Um, and also it's not about like just not caring not about caring anything about in your no. life. It helps you work out what you should care about and what, what um, means a lot to you. And yeah. 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 Good. So it's very, very good. good Highly good. recommend. I bought the second one, which, which is, is blue. Called? I don't know. Actually, <laughs> what is it called? I think it's... Um, oh, The Whole World Is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what that one's called. But anyway, I might be back with that recommendation. Uh, but that is all. So now uh, let's get to the question of the, the DNM DM. of the week. <laughs> or just the DNM. All yeah. the DNMs D- that we get are wonderful. They're all wonderful. And um, if you don't know what we're talking about this season of the Kickpod, we've been starting every... Kick pod off. If you don't know what we're talking about, have you never listened before? Because <laughs> why not? No, joke, 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 joke. joke. Um, the DMs. So we have a podcast email. It's podcast at keepercleaner.com.au. If you ever have a topic or something you want to just like a story you want to share or a question you want to ask um, for Laws and I to kind of have a DM about, feel free to send an email through. So what's today's DM? So today we have got a very good question. I mean, as always, we love them all. <laughs> Okay. In 2019, my boyfriend of 10 years and I got married. In early 2020, we decided we would start trying to conceive. We started very casually with a we're not trying but not preventing attitude, although after a month or two, it was very clear that we were really trying and upped it a bit. Getting an app to track ovulation and ovulation predictor kits to really lock down my fertile days. I was so happy in the beginning and found the whole prospect so exciting. I was really looking forward to becoming a mum and everything in between. However, after almost a year of trying, it's really starting to get me down. I try to see each new cycle as a fresh start and another opportunity, but in reality, it's hard not to be crushed by the feeling of having to start again month after month of doing everything we can only to be followed by disappointment. I can feel it start starting to affect my mental health in a negative way. I'm 32 and whilst to me I'm young, I appreciate now that the older you are, the longer it can take to conceive. This is something I felt hugely uneducated and naive Mm -hmm. about. I grew up in the millennial era where we were encouraged not to have children too young, young or at all, if that's what you wanted, to make sure we have done certain things in life before we had children and that there was no rush. 
Any mention of a ticking biological clock would have been received as unwelcome old-fashioned advice. I can't help thinking now it wasn't such old-fashioned advice after all. Don't get me wrong, I'm so happy with my life and the amazing experience I've had before trying to conceive and I certainly didn't feel ready to have children earlier or have the urge to be a particularly young mum. I just think that now I'm on this new slightly longer than expected journey, I can't help but wonder, did I get the balance of waiting for the right time? Quite right or is there ever a right time? I feel like so many people in the world would be like totally relating to Yes, this. that's why we wanted to absolutely make sure we covered this question. Yeah, for sure. I mean, coming from obviously um, the sentence at the start where it was like, you know, we wanted to start trying, but we didn't want to start trying. And the first month was like kind of relaxed. And then it all of a sudden turns into following your um, ovulation on an app. I totally can relate to that. Josh and I were exactly the same when we decided to start trying. It was like, oh, we'll just we'll just like stop not trying. And, um, yeah, literally probably two weeks in, even before that month ended, I uploaded, I mean, I got the app and mm. I tried to figure it all out. Um, and it, it does become quite consuming. I mean, I'm coming from someone who was extremely lucky to conceive quite quickly, but it does come become consuming. Like each month that you get your period, it is somewhat of a disappointment mm. and it is like you, you go back to the app and you question things. And then even like having sex in that time, it becomes like not a chore, absolutely mm. not a chore. Like absolutely. It's still a beautiful, magical thing, but it does become a little, there's like, I feel pressure like the longer you would wait. Though. Yeah. Like after a year, I feel like it would feel like hundred percent. Yeah. And the thing is though, is we've, we've definitely, I think in the fertility podcast, maybe we covered this mm-hmm. with Dr. Bronwyn, but um, I believe it takes the average couple up to a year yes. or more. Yeah. Um, a year kind of on average to conceive. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also another thing that is probably not known to a lot of people, yeah. that a year is actually kind of the average. And so I think it's really important to point that out, first of all, but also like how many things have to go right for it to mm. actually happen. That's why it, it can take mm. up to a year. And I can, yeah, yeah I, re- I really do feel for you though, because as I said, it was quite, it wasn't definitely a year for us. It was quicker than that. Um, but each month that did kind of mm. cycle over, it is this like debilitating, debilitating feeling. But I think on the point of, you know, is there a right time or did I wait incorrectly or should mm. I have taken that old fashioned advice? You just never know. And hindsight obviously is a wonderful thing, but at the same time, you could have been trying like five years ago and the same kind of things could have been happening like it still could have taken or it could have been the opposite exactly and it happened really quick and then you were like oh goodness I, I wasn't ready so I really think it's important not to regret yeah things I yeah. mean I'm sure it's really difficult to hear that because mm. it's like well I do in mm. a way like you know but um I think the first thing is is I'm not sure if you either of you have got checked for anything isn't mm. like if you're both completely fertile or anything like that maybe if you feel like it's coming to that point maybe mm-hmm. that's the next step um I feel like a really common thing which I've also heard is really frustrating to hear is to literally try and stop trying and like try and just forget about mm. it and sometimes that can help just like make it happen naturally mm. but I'm sure me saying that is like shut up <laughs> like how, you don't you don't even know what this is like yeah, it is. I, and I've got friends going through the same thing and mm. it's so hard. And one thing that we've I've spoken about a lot with them is that I think we've, because we've done, we've been so lucky on the podcast to speak to so many mm. people, we probably are uh, our experience, well, what we, we know, yeah. we're more aware of that. But it's only because we've interviewed people 100%. on this podcast. 
before that, you have no idea because we spend our lives trying not to get pregnant. Like literally yeah. up to the stage that you're trying to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. You're literally trying not you're to get so pregnant. Scared, yeah. and you're, you're so scared of it. And I think, I mean, obviously that's important because it we don't happen. we don't want to have a child when you're not ready and you're in whatever you start having sex in high school, whatever it is. Mm. But at the same time, I think because we're trying so hard not to and it's like, do not get pregnant. Yeah. Like you must protect yourself. Yeah. Like, and you hear of those stories of people that like were conceived while on the pill and using a condom. You're yeah. like, oh my god! It, it, I think it like alludes to you feeling that once you're off your contraception, yeah. whatever you used, you will get pregnant straight 100%. away because you tried so hard not to. And so yeah. I think that doesn't help at all. I think also depending on what contraception you were using. I know, like Seth, you experienced this. You were on yeah. the pill, yeah. um, for quite a long time, and yeah. a lot of people are. And then it takes actually quite a long time for your body to get back. Get into back exactly right so that can be a factor but I think just know that you're not alone I think it is really hard as women because I completely agree with the kind of career focus or you know doing things first and being kind of being told that you know whatever you do and I I think it's kind of changing now again whatever you do before children like you have to make sure your career is established because otherwise like it's going to be the end of the world and and all of those things that's obviously not not the case at all the world has changed so much Mm. and there's also so many families that have two working parents which is amazing and becoming more and more normal but yeah it is it is the hardest thing for women and I think it's one thing there's always going to be that gap between men and women is that men can you know they're they don't have the biological clock mm. I think maybe their sperm gets a little bit less yeah but it's not it's until not they're the same a lot as, yeah not yeah. the same as as women so it is it is hard and we feel for you and we hope that um maybe with I know stress also can and the hardest thing is the longer you it takes the more stressed you get so that that can really that can really be hard too and I don't know as Laura said like uh, we were only a little bit more educated on it because we'd heard so many stories from mm. people before. And I don't know if that would help you, but maybe I'm, there's so many podcasts mm. out there where women share their stories yeah. of, you know, different ways of how they got pregnant and yeah. how long it took them or how long they were trying. And if that makes you feel less mm. alone or supported in any way, maybe give that a go. Maybe yeah. have a listen. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Just hard, especially if you're a planner mm. and it, it it's not, yeah. it's out of your control and it sucks because it, it is just hard. It's one of those things, as as you said, it's like a miracle when a, yeah. a baby happens. Yeah. But because some people get pregnant so, so easily, easily yeah. and then some people, it's Super so hard. It's so hard to kind of deal with that. So, yeah, we're thinking of you yeah. and and we hope um, that, that it happens soon. Today's body. Today's topic of yeah. the week. We thought we would give – no, give ourselves <laughs> – Talk about some things that we wish we knew when you were younger, when we were younger. And obviously, I think we want to start by saying that it's so important to learn from mistakes. So when, and that was something that when we did the live kick pod, I think it was Moana who said that she didn't want to change anything because every single thing has led her to what she knows. And I completely agree with that. Yes, agree. Except sometimes with little things, we've got some little things that we've written down. Um, We just wish we knew back in the day. I um so I've got some like more chatty topics, but then I wrote down like some really quick little yeah. funny ones, <laughs> and I really kind of want to start with them. Okay, I'm start like, with them. Okay. Also, how are you going here? We're sitting in my spare room on the floor on a rug. Oh no, I'm um, fine. Seth is heavily pregnant, bit. so <laughs> I'm a little bit elevated, so I'm okay. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, okay. totally fine. Okay, so these are just my fun little quick ones. Okay, that I was like laughing at when I was thinking about them last night. 
Okay. Listen to mum and don't get a belly ring. You'll wear it for less than six months and you'll get over it. But forever you have a hole in your stomach. Uh, that's a good one. I've got that too. I've got your parents know more than you. Yes. That was my second point. On that note, listen to mum about everything. Yeah. She's almost right. Always. <laughs> Um, I also said, don't use bottle dye on your hair. Mum ends up finding out and punishes you by not letting you dye it again until after your school photos where your regrowth and hair colour is putrid. <laughs> so wait, you... I bottle dyed my hair without And so your mum, as a punishment yes. to, treat, to give, teach you a lesson, yeah. made you not, not, didn't let you fix it until after. Yeah, my regrowth was like <laughs> so far God, down. Wendy, I love it. And my hair was like, because basically it was when I was in year seven and... My hair was Wait, like, you bottled dyed your hair in year seven? Yes, How yes. did you even know? I went to Priceland. How old were you? Dyed, everyone was doing it. Yeah. But like, it's because it was going that mousy color and I was yeah. so used to being blonde and I was like, oh, did it go I'll yellow? Just use blonde. Yes. Yeah. And it was so yellow. And I remember I went up to the farm because this is how long I've known yeah. the millers for. And Nat, Josh's mum was like, oh, Steph, like your hair's blonder. And I was like, shh, like. Don't like mum doesn't know, and then <laughs> she obviously found out because she like she's not dumb, <laughs> and um and then yeah so it started to grow out had this horrible brunette like oh my um, god regrowth and yellow blonde hair. <laughs> Wait, in my did you do it in your bathroom? Like, weren't you scared yeah. your mum was going to see you? Or did you lock the door? You lock the door. Yeah, but it takes a long time. Yeah. Anyway, I did it. So oh my god, you're so funny. <laughs> so did you ever cut your own hair? Yes, I cut my own fringe many times. Yeah, I, I, if I had to predict something yeah. you did, yeah. cut your own fringe. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Murray, who is my older brother, will try and teach you a lesson of drinking underage when mum and dad are away by buying you cowboys. The first sip might taste like a dream, but I promise you cowboys you'll regret. Cowboys is a creamy, yeah. alcoholic beverage, Milky. which like, yeah. I feel like you try it once and yeah. then you never go back. Exactly. I was like, you'll regret finishing off that bottle with the girls because <laughs> it was definitely probably the drunkest I've ever been. It was fun for about 45 minutes and then... I think I was sitting outside of the party, the house party I went to, mm. throwing up for like over an hour before my oh came my God. Me <laughs> Yeah, nah. We I've Taught got as lesson. well. Getting drinking to get drunk is literally the worst. I'd, and honestly, now, so at that age, mm. that age, like eighteen or whatever, I literally would drink mm. to get drunk. Oh, not not because I was like, oh, I enjoy this yeah, glass of red wine. Too, yeah. I was like. I just literally would yeah. buy whatever I could, <laughs> didn't matter how cheap it was. <laughs> yeah, to get which is and and look, reflecting back on that, like obviously you lose control of yourself yep. Yep. when you are heavily intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a good idea. No. It's not cool. You don't need to do that. Like having a few drinks and getting like you know that little, little bit, bit of tipsy yeah, or whatever, whatever, fine. But just excessively drinking a hundred percent and it's not i don't know i don't know why but at that age i thought it was cool yeah. to get drunk like that was the goal yeah now i'm like i'm not as soon as i start to feel it i'm like stop because i'm gonna have a hangover and i'm not interested <laughs> it's so true there was no fear of, i mean hangovers just weren't that bad though when you were younger <laughs> i feel like you woke up a lot fresher than we do oh, now when we drink. oh my god a hundred percent but yeah um, just being that's all especially with everything also going on right now with what oh, women have 100%. been through and young women like with sexual assault and everything when you are out of obviously again it does not mean just because you're drunk that it it's is okay happen. for, for yeah, it yeah. shouldn't happen obviously but when when you are not in control 100 percent. um yeah you it puts it un, very very unfortunately and it is so unfair but it does put women in a very vulnerable position 100 percent. i remember yeah. um when i was really young i went to a club um it was probably only my third time going out and we 
we just, uh, just a few of my girlfriends and it was, ha- we were having so much fun. And then one of the main kind of like hosts of that club, mm-hmm. um, wanted to buy us drinks and like, we were a little bit drunk, mm-hmm. but we were also just like so excited yeah. that someone wanted to buy us drinks, of course. Um, and they got us like a tray of, I think they were wet pussy shots. Those, What's those, with the name I of know. those shots? <laughs> You call that? that yes. Honestly, with like, prime. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they weren't. They were, they were literally cordial. Yeah. And like, just and they came yeah. from the squeezy bottle. Yeah. Disgust. Oh my god. You couldn't honestly. I don't know what I would need to be paid to have one of those. Like, I am. I would rather. Like, I don't even know. I would rather do anything else than drink that. But, um, but anyway, yeah. So and we felt they. But 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 they had like the whole tray and they were like come and like sit with us and like because they got us a drink we were like oh we'll go sit with them yeah. Um, and we had those drinks and very shortly after we're feeling like I'd had that kind of shot before. Um, and I was feeling like next level. So it's like they put something in it. hundred percent, hundred percent. We were spiked because we all felt really dizzy, really odd. I think one of my girlfriends actually, we called my mom and she came and picked us up. Luckily, like one of us was sane enough to think like, Mm. this is a bit weird. Mum came and picked us up and one of my best mates was like throwing up outside of the car the entire way home. Mm. And again, we hadn't like drunk a lot that night. So it was like, this was a bit of a weird thing. Um, And I remember getting home and I put my head on my pillow and then all of a sudden the room started like completely spinning Mm. and I had to like jump out of bed, which felt like I was literally upside down in my room and like run over to my bin in the corner of my room and throw up. And again, like we hadn't drunk that much Mm. and I was so dizzy all night. Um, and yeah, and it was just like one of those scary kind of wake up mm. calls that like, maybe just don't take a drink from a stranger. Yeah, that's and a, like, that is a good message <laughs> yeah. to your younger self. A hundred percent. And buy also, if someone buys you a drink, you do not owe them anything. No, exactly. It is their choice to buy you a drink. It doesn't, you don't have to kiss them. You don't have to talk to them, them. <laughs> and just buy your own drinks basically. Yeah. And if, yeah, if someone buys you a drink, you do not owe them anything. Like, you also don't have to accept it as Exactly well. right. If accepting the drink makes you feel like. I need to talk to this person yeah. now, then just don't accept it. Yeah. Like. Tell them fine. to drink it. Yeah. They're disgusting shots. <laughs> um, oh, another little one. Yeah. I said, pads suck. Stop being afraid of tampons and just bloody buy some already. You'll never go back. <laughs> because I was so nervous to put yes. something. Yeah. 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 Um, and I just didn't want to buy a ta- ta- yeah. tampon because I was like unsure about that. Um, but. What age did you get your period? I was 15. Okay, uh, what grade is that? Year nine. Oh, maybe I was 14 because it was year nine. Okay, oh, so that was quite, that's quite late. Yeah. I think I was year eight or year nine, I can't remember, but yeah. it wasn't like, I got some people got it in primary school. Time is my best friend. Oh, <laughs> it was really so weird. cute. Yeah. Um, I can't actually, I wore tampons straight away because I loved sport and yeah. swimming and I could never miss out on I think AP. I didn't wear tampons. Okay, so that's made, yeah, yeah, that definitely, I feel like your mum's use of, um, pads and tampons and, and everything period cups 100%. whatever really shapes 100%. how you definitely feel but yeah. yeah but i think it was only like uh, only probably three or four months of, of wearing them and i was like what the hell like mm-hmm. surely this is not what i have to do mm-hmm. for the rest of my life and then my friend was like just use a tampon yeah and after like putting putting it up for you the can first buy it with time the applicator like, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah after putting it up for the first time i was like oh it's really not that bad yes <laughs> It's like what we were yeah. talking about um, with period cups and, and obviously now also period undies. Love yeah. them. Yeah. They're fantastic. 100%. I don't ever, oh, unless, I don't think I've worn a pad for years because I use period undies now mm. and tampons combination mm. and sometimes cup. Yeah. <laughs> cool. 
amazing. <laughs> and you had your period for eight months or however long. My last little one um, before I suppose the more conversational ones is stop d- turning down your Nana's mushy peas because one day you will miss them. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> because it was just something that like I remember growing up, I was like, ew, like no, I yep. don't want that. And then now it's like when I can make them or have them, I just feel so warm and like I enjoy them so much and yes. I love them so much. So it's like just eat them and like make her feel good about them because you'll legit what, miss them. Did she boil them a lot? Or the, yeah, they were like literally the mushiest peas ever, but because they were so boiling? delicious. I think she boiled them first and then yeah. But then she added things. It wasn't yeah, just like because yeah, I know just a lot plain. of old people boil. No, <laughs> and then um, a lot of grandparents boil, boil, nah. boil, 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 boil. Nah, it was. Um, she put flavor. Yeah, and it was just yeah. It's just funny because now when I have peas or mushy peas, I just think of her. Love it. Yeah. Anyway. I've got a few short ones. Okay. Okay. Outfit repeating is okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, that's a good one. Yeah. Because I feel like at that age, that well, when we say that age, in high, like end of high school, like whatever, just yeah. maybe even up until two years ago. Yeah. Like I also, I used to think that like you always had to wear, if you didn't, if you yeah. didn't wear a new outfit, like you were uncool. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, first of all, it's not good for the environment to mm. wear a new outfit yeah. every time you go out. Not good and, for bank. Exa- and for the bank. And also not everyone is in a, obviously in a position with um, to actually wear a new outfit every time. And don't put yourself into debt or anything. 100%. Or stress because you don't because doesn't matter yeah i have to say though i think the pressure is a lot stronger now than it was when we were in high mm. school like i think because especially things like social media and everything mm. where you take a photo with your yeah, friends and you post yeah. it or whatever it's like oh i've already posted a photo yeah. in that outfit it's like yeah. a whole nother level it's yeah. not just i've gone out in that outfit mm-hmm. it's like no i was captured in that outfit um because i remember when i was younger i mean obviously like i've always liked fashion mm. so i kind of like wanted to keep up with the fashion trends and i would buy some new things every now and again but I would, and I was kind of taught by mum and dad to buy something that I was going to wear more than once. Yes. You know, that was like something that was ingrained in me. And Mm -hmm. it was really only when I got into the industry and like was going to events and stuff like that, where exactly as you just said, it was like, oh no, 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 that's like, you can't can't wear the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're right. It's only really been the last couple of years where I've kind of matured out of that and Mm. realized that's so silly to Mm. think that way. And I really hope that anyone young, like listening, especially nowadays with that extra pressure of like designer wear because oh my god i like, know that was not when we no. were 18 that was not like or even 16 17 18 19 nah. 20 21 you might i didn't cool know girls one in, like school wearing yeah. like supra dress yeah. that you really wanted yeah. or something yeah. not like a freaking gucci bag mm-hmm. um and so yeah i think like designer like i've got designer items and i love my designer items but i you didn't go into debt to no, buy them exactly exactly and you've got to it's just whatever means something to you or is relative to you just go really remember that that's what's important and um yeah don't feel like because someone else is wearing it or doing it that you have to do yeah. it to be cool or anything like yeah. that yeah 100 percent. and if you want we did an episode with victoria divine who was on the on the panel for our international women's day podcast but we've also done a, an episode on financial things mm. things that we i suppose we wish we knew about finances that we don't learn in school with victoria and we actually spoke about that like with designer bags mm. for example if that's something that you value mm. as your thing a hundred percent like obviously there's stylists like yeah. you love fashion like also you didn't go into debt to buy them yeah. but i think if it's something that you're just buying because you want to keep up with yeah. your friends yeah. and like post a photo like with your steering wheel your nails yeah. and your bag for an Insta post, like that's not, you don't need to put yourself into debt to work that, like 100%. spend thousands of dollars on, yeah. on that just to feel like you're yeah. accepted because your friends 
and your people should not like the, the amount of designer items you own is not a reason for your friends to like 100%, you or not 100%. and if they they are then they're not very good friends a hundred percent what else have I got here okay so with that kind of on that kind of a topic mm. I think growing up and I know we've spoken about this there's almost a belief that like for example the car your parents drive mm. is like mm. something to do with like how cool you are mm-hmm. or like your worth as a human mm-hmm. or like what group you should be in mm-hmm. it on it like honestly obviously now looking back you can laugh about it but obviously the car your parents drive does not make any difference yeah. to anything in your life your worth or anything like that um, but it's just funny because it's something that you, we really, I feel yeah. like, well, I really cared about growing yeah. up or, and, and it worried me. Yeah. I think on that topic, it's just like, try not to worry about what other people think of you. It's, it's a big thing that I think, you know, throughout our entire life, we have to keep reminding ourselves mm. of that because we can all fall, um, into that headspace of caring too much what someone else thinks mm-hmm. of you. But I think particularly when I was younger, a lot of what I did or the way I acted or whatever mm-hmm. was because I wanted to be liked yep. or I wanted to be popular yep. or I wanted, you know, um, and then growing up, it wasn't so much for those reasons, but like you do, you just want to be liked by someone yep. or, um, impress someone or yeah. So I just think at the end of the day, you know, if you're having to change the way you are as a person or who you are as a person or, you know, maybe fake a belief or something like that mm-hmm. to try and fit in, you'll never feel, um, I suppose, completely appreciated you won't appreciate yourself like yes. you will feel like you genuinely lost yourself until you can just get to a point where you understand there's going to be people who don't like you mm-hmm. there's going to be people who don't agree with what you do there's mm-hmm. going to be people who um literally think the worst of you and who you offend by things you do and absolutely. Says, no, Laura, you don't need to worry about everyone's opinion yeah but it's hard <laughs> you can't not everyone will like you it's actually impossible it's impossible for everyone to like yeah. you i mean think about all the bloody leaders in the world whether yeah. you're a politician you know whatever no one likes one or think like, about taylor swift exactly taylor swift perfect example you know like what has she done wrong to anybody? But people just don't like yeah. it. Like, and, and, and people who stand up for certain charities, but they're not mm-hmm. standing up for this. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't like her because most people just say, I just don't like her. Yeah, exactly. It's like as if you can like, you have your, base your worth on someone's opinion with no grounds and or reason. And we all have different passions. And, you know, for, for, for Laura and I, for example, one of our biggest passions is to make sure that people can live a healthy, sustainable life and, yes. and learn things that can make them feel really good in themselves and their own skin. Like, mm-hmm. that's super important to us. So we'll always stand for that and work really hard in everything we do mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. do that. There is people who, it's not, it's not saying they don't care about that, not but they passion. care more about the environment yeah. or they care more about a certain charity yeah. or, you know, so it's like, you just need to accept that you can't stand for everything. Yes. Whilst you can absolutely agree with someone or like believe yes. in it, it doesn't mean you have to be as passionate as they are yes. about that particular topic. And so whatever you love and whatever fuels you with joy and Mm. everything like that like just stick to that Mm -hmm. and you'll just feel a lot more like yourself and the people who don't like it or the people who don't agree with it like who cares Mm -hmm. they just hang around the people that do yes I agree (laughs) you know like when we first met I wasn't very fashionable and you were and you still you still loved me (laughs) so there you go Let's talk about also relationships I think Mm -hmm. there is a belief and this is kind of something we touched on last week with the DNM, there's a belief that you need to be in a relationship to mm. be cool. It's mm. like we aspire to find a mm. partner. Mm-hmm. That's not like yeah. having a partner doesn't make us better people or like yeah. make us more successful. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And like on on relationships, um, we were speaking about this the other day. Um, they they come and go. Yep. And that goes for your yep. romantic relationship. It goes for your friendships. Um, I think when we're younger, I remember my dad literally said to me, like, there will be a very, very small handful of people that you know from your childhood yeah. that will continue throughout your yeah. life. Like, And I just thought, no, I'm going to have no the way. same best My 12 group of yeah. friends, <laughs> 12 of us, we're together forever. <laughs> and I probably, like, I'm still close to my high school group, but my two best mates from high school yeah. and then there's Haley as well, um, who also went to my high school, but known her since primary school. Like there's a selective few people that I've known for that long that are still mm. super close mm-hmm. and like dear to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think as you get older, not only do we grow up and change and we have different mm-hmm. interests and everything like that and you meet new people, blah, blah, blah. But um, you also just start to realize that it's not about like the number. It's not quantity. It's quality that mm-hmm. you look for in mm-hmm. a friend. And it's not good. That's not to say that like some of the friends that I had in high school, like they weren't quality friends. But your friends not to in say high that. school are very, I think we believe, we're, we're led to believe that they're going to be your friends yeah. forever. But they're very much, uh, what's the word? Um, when it's con- convenient, not convenient friends, but you're in the same class. Yeah. You go to school every single day you can you see each other every day you don't mm-hmm. organize in your time away from school to see them obviously no. you do with some of them but it's very convenient you live around the corner because you go to the same school often you live within the radius yeah. and it's like then when you get into you know uni and work and things like you don't see obviously your work colleagues not many people are best friends with their entire workplace no. like that that's not really how it works but everyone gets along but in school you are yeah but then in what you have to then find time to meet see yeah. people after work and actually like schedule that time yeah. and it might be inconvenient yeah. and you might not live close anymore so it becomes super yeah different and you also might outgrow the people that and or they might outgrow you or you just might go on different paths from your and friends that can in high be, school that can be hard like yeah. i know like i've had some friends who have really struggled over the idea of um, you know, losing some friendships that mm-hmm. either or have outgrown each other. And that can be really hard, especially if you're not the one that feels like you're outgrowing that mm-hmm. person. Like if it's mm-hmm. the other person that's kind of like steering clear of you, like yeah. obviously that can be a bit hurtful. But at the same time, as I said before, it's quality of friends, not quantity. So if you've lost that friend, hopefully, you know, you've got some other mm. friends that you can lean on or like um, you'll meet some people and everything like that. And yeah, I just think that Friendships will come and go. Relationships will come and go. Um, And I think to lead on from there, Mm -hmm. one of the most important relationships to always focus on is the one with yourself. Yes, 100%. It's important to establish that. I think we're always working on that. It's never Mm -hmm. like a destination. No. But I think it's important to try and establish that before we then like enter into relationships and even enter into – we often end up in toxic friendships when we aren't – being true to ourselves. Um, yeah, being yeah. true to ourselves. That's when, because you're, it's when you're the most vulnerable. It's when you've got the least confidence. So you let others treat you shit, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, sorry for swearing. There you go. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it is so important to have that, yeah, that relationship with yourself. 100%. And then mm-hmm. romantic relationships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, one thing I would love to tell myself is that guys that treated me like shit are not cool and will never change. Oh, I know. Because I, you, uh, or so many of my friends would be like, Oh, I can change him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or them or her. I can change them. No, you can't. Yeah. If they are a D-I-C-K, they will always be, you know? Well, maybe not in 10 years, yeah, but at the time you're together, like, you just, you can't change them. They're a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. And better off focusing on your studies or spending time with people yeah. that you actually like. A hundred percent. I, yeah, the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. 
But it's exactly it cool. Yeah. Again, it's what you I said not. earlier about like being in a relationship is kind of cool. Yes. hundred percent. My first boyfriend, like whilst I did have a crush on him and I did. I'm you know, glad like you had him, a crush absolutely. on him before you dated him. No, no, no. But I like, you know, of course that was the major factor of dating him, but he was a shocking boyfriend, mm. like a really shocking boyfriend. And I only stayed with him. Number one, he was older than me. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Did he have a car? He had a car. It's not cool if they have a car. It doesn't make exactly. them. It doesn't make their behavior okay. It's I know, okay, but they have a car. No, exactly. But like, I yeah, I really like. Even though there was parts that I was really unhappy with in our relationship, I almost like made it a pass because I thought a one day he'll listen and he'll yeah. change, um, and b it was just like cool to have him as a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So yeah, was I it? agree with that. It was not. It was not cool. No. Yeah. And I think as you get older or like, not as you get older, because you definitely date some idiots, bonies yeah. when you're older as well. Bonies. <laughs> bonies. I don't know if that's a word. Um, <laughs> what is that? Bonies? Like, <laughs> no, bonehead yeah, okay. maybe. Um, but like, it definitely, obviously. But I, I think you you start to learn like what you don't need to settle for. Yeah. Um, And you start to, yeah, I, I suppose get to know yourself even more yeah. and just like know what's important to you and everything like that and not waste your time so much, I think, yeah. as you get older. Whereas when you're younger, it's like whoever you're with at that time, they need to work for you. They yes. need to exactly yeah, they, kind of you, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Instead of realizing that, well, I think every relationship you go through, you realize even more what you deserve. And when it's really hard to hear stories of uh, like women who are treated or, or men or anyone who's treated like shit in relationships mm-hmm. because it's not okay mm-hmm. and it's not that's not what you should ever settle for because if you are going to be in a relationship first of all you don't have to but never stay in, a sh- in one where someone doesn't treat you right mm-hmm. um and then make sure that you set those standards for yourself because you deserve to be treated well 100 and then the last one i have mm-hmm. is about your weight mm-hmm. Losing weight does not make you happy. You are so much more than your weight. Mm -hmm. And our bodies, really, the only thing our bodies are for are for like keeping our organs healthy and and letting us you know go go for a walk and move it and do those things that's the purpose of our body Mm -hmm. and that is very very important because i think growing up your body is something that means a lot Mm -hmm. more to you than it should because Mm -hmm. it is a a functioning center (laughs) of allowing you to do things in your life it's not about your worth and i think those who have gone through, you know, whether it be a really big injury mm. or a disability, you know, they can appreciate their body on that next yeah. level. But we shouldn't have to yeah. go through something yeah. like that where, you know, you might not be able to move a certain yeah. way or do anything to appreciate our body. Yeah. We should, you know, um, I suppose, almost invest in education on the younger generations that it's important, no matter how able mm. or unable you are, to appreciate your body yeah. um, for much more than what it looks like. Yeah. Mm. doesn't matter what it looks like mm. it's about what it does <laughs> and i think that is the end of the advice <laughs> wow imagine if we could hear this back and play this back to ourselves i would have been like who's this uh, person you're talking to Disney looks so uncool <laughs> um because i know everything and also i'm not listening 100 as we said at the <laughs> you start have to learn the, yeah. you learn you learn <laughs> as you said at the start of the podcast like obviously all these things that we have learnt um have really made us who we are today so Whilst you probably didn't need to drink the milky alcohol though. <laughs> no, it taught me a lesson. Yeah, true. It taught true. me a lesson. Because Have you bought it again? No, I never yeah. bought it again. But he made me, like Murray literally woke me up early the next day before my parents came home and was like, have fun cleaning up the house. And like, it smelled like, your oh, cowboys. And it was just horrible. Did you get caught? No. 
Nah, well, you will now. <laughs> oh, no, I think I've told this story to mum. Anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed this chat today. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next Wednesday with a, another kick pod. And as normal, as normal. <laughs> um, we are going on break soon, though. Yeah, because you're having a baby. Because I'm having a baby. Um, although we have no idea when that's going to happen. Yeah, you never so know. just bear with us. Bear with us. Um, but if you'd like to find out more about Keeper Cleaner, you can by heading to our website www.keepercleaner.com.au, or if you want to find us on Instagram, it's at Keeper Cleaner at Laura.henshaw at Steph Claire Smith. And we will chat to you next week. Okay. Bye. <laughs>